0: Hello, hello. Hi, Irving, can, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Wonderful, let me bring you up. So lovely to see you again.
1: Okay, great to see you. Where are you
0: actually? I'm in Glastonbury in England.
1: Oh, you're in Glastonbury,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a local to the area, so I've, I've ended up here.
1: We are just one hour apart.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. So your um, assistant reached out to me and said, uh, you have a new book, and would I like to talk to you about it? And I thought, well, I would love to have a part two to our conversation and hear about the new book.
1: Okay. You can also get the book, obviously, and look at it. I can send it, or you can get it on on Amazon.
0: Uh, Yeah, I definitely, I haven't had, because she only just contacted me, and we're doing this straight away, I've seen the blurb about the book, and I've seen the cover but I haven't actually read the book. But I I know it's called How We Can uh, Build a Better World, so um, that's a very bold and timely idea. Um, How can we we do it? How can we build a better world?
1: Subtitle is a a tongue-in-cheek instruction. It's called the Word Shift shift Manual. I like that. As though you would have a manual for shifting the world.
0: And and is there... It's is helpful, there a,
1: um, fact, helpful, helpful for, for promoting the change in, in a positive direction.
0: Okay. <clears throat> and, and is there, I, I remember um, years ago thinking about this myself, I, I thought of the uh, Archimedes, you know, give me a pivot, I can move the world. Yes. And I always felt that what we were looking for was that, <clears throat> that idea that was the pivot that would move everything. And the closest I got was that, that it was oneness. That it was actually yes. the wholeness of things, and uh, what what what's your message in the book that you think is is the, the thing that I can think that out?
1: stands very well. I mean, it's the idea is even the, the tagline on it is "Together we can." You know, I mean, it's it's if we not try to to, to operate on the basis of a narrow skin and clothes self interest, but to try to move beyond us, find that we are actually a larger. Some of the larger entity. I'm just working on this now I'm, I'm for another book. You know, this whole concept of being extending, expanding our identity. So, well, I'm, I'm trying to be down to earth in this little booklet and, and say that uh, really we have a unique chance because the, uh, the old system, the established system, is really somewhat opened up. I mean, it's loosened up, and people are asking which way to go. And which they didn't do very much before, except for a very small minority. So there is now a chance with a crisis brings a chance of change. It's an opportunity for change
0: and and, and how do you I, I, I just want to reconnect it with our past conversation because um one of the things I probably shared with you then was how much I relate to that idea. that i, I the language I'd created to try and express it was the idea we're moving from individuals. To individuals yes, who yes. are individuals conscious of unity. So the big, the big question to which, to which I don't have a easy answer is: How do we do that collectively? How do we, how do we gather that goodness which I see everywhere around me in people and focus us, focus to make the change? And and what is the change exactly? How do we, and is that what you're looking at in the book? Yes. yes, I
1: think so.
0: I mean, I'm I'm
1: saying that the first step is. Yeah, to, to, to at least two steps, more, more steps. But the one step is to question, to question our beliefs and values and practices, and find out really how could it re- lead to such a dangerous, almost dead-end position, when we extrapolate current trends into the future, a matter of a few years or a decade at the most, and they lead to increasing crisis, other, other crises. So we now have a global crisis, which we can perhaps manage. Vaccines and, and lockdowns and everything else, and hopefully we get over it. But this crisis is, at the same time, an opportunity to prevent other crises to, to, mm-hmm. to emerge. So in that sense, it's a blessing in disguise. It's a, it's a very heavy disguise, of course. <laughs> yes. But uh, it gives us a chance. Not to continue the same way as we have been. I'm saying, you know, question your beliefs, question your values, question your practices, and then look back for a moment and look at see at the crisis-prone world that we had, and and find and come to the conclusion: yes, we have to come home, but not back. In which we have to come home to a deeper sense. You know I wrote a book last spring was published called "Reconnecting to the Source." So I, I still think I'm not talking about too much about this new book, but it, it's behind it all. The source is nature. The source is a broader a concept of life uh, of which we are a part. The diagnosis, if you like, is that we have separated all, ourselves away out of the natural rhythms. The, uh, the evolutionary process, which is there I and mean, these other species are either in it or if they're not in it, then they become extinct. We are not in it and we constantly keep reinforcing ourselves in our mistaken past, I mean talking the last 200, 250 years, increasingly operating as though we were beyond nature beyond the evolutionary process. We could do with it what we want, and we only look at our own interests. So this business of, as our hopefully soon to be said late president, and or former president in the, in the US, um, uh, kept saying that uh, uh, America first. Doesn't matter what we say first, as long as it's not the whole system. The whole system is humanity even beyond humanity, because humanity is not to be separated off from nature. The whole system is a biosphere. So if we can operate on, and act in a way that we are safeguarding the interests, the viability, the flourishing of life on the planet, then we can live as part of that system. That is, we are only trying to do our, our own short-term, immediate interests. Then we are really sub optimizing the system. The rest of the system is, is, is withering away, it's decaying, and, and, and the conditions that it creates for human life are becoming ever more difficult. Mm. So, you know, so I'm, I'm saying uh, get back. I'd rather not back to what we were, but go get home in the sense of who we really are. I'm trying to say that we are really a, a part of an of a, of a evolution on, in the universe expressed through the evolution of life on this planet. And if we can connect with that by through meditation, through nature practices, through, through looking at the quantum physics, if you want to do that, that's way. But it always comes up to the same thing, that we have an intrinsic Connection, not just a, 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 a usually extrinsic connection of my interest, serving my interest by being connecting to you, connected to you, but that intrinsic connection and inherent connection when you and I and the world, the living world around us, it really form a single seamless system in the mm-hmm. sense of quantum science, a time and space transcending system. And this recognition, which was there in the ancient times, in the traditions, whether it's to call the Dao or, 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 or the Confucian disciplines, or the uh, great spirit of, of, of the indigenous people, or the message of Jesus Christ about love. It's always there. It's always there. We are connected, and we are not ending where, where our skin ends. We are connected and the connection is really part of us. So it's a message that traditional people, spiritual people have known and accept, but the mainstream of society has dismissed it as superstition, as just esoteric. Now this wake-up call is really shows we've got to get back to these deeper realities. That In us is the answer. The answer is not by... by having authorities tell us what to do. The answer is aspiring to the oneness, and then we'll find out, we'll know what we have to do. We act in such a way that we we become coherent. The great keyword, again, the traditional keyword is is, harmony, unison, uh, coming together. The scientific keyword equivalent to that is coherence. when a system is coherent within itself, then its all its elements work together, work, uh, work in synteny. If it's coherent with the world around us, then it's well-fitted into the world. Then it is, then it is in harmony, in tune with the rhythms, with the directions, and with the, with the dynamics of evolution and of, of existence in, in, in the world. It's a different concept. It's a new paradigm concept, a paradigm not of the Newtonian, basically dead universe, in which a passive space and time is just an arena for the, for the movement of, of passive, inert bits of pieces of reality which we call matter. The new reality, I mean the newly recognized reality, is a dynamic living universe in which everything participates in its overall dynamic evolution. Because everything is not material, but everything is energy and information. And mm-hmm. that information which guides the whole system is the information that also guides us. If we can enter deeper into our own self, we will find that information, which is there from the, from the, from the Big Bang onwards on, in the evolutionary process. So I, I trust that we can find that information, that we can go back. And this recap call is loosened the hold of traditional ideas, and, and not all tradition, new tradition, or mainstream values and ideas, so that we can, can, can send a message saying that we are more than skin and clothes, flesh and bone, bits and pieces of matter. We are far more than that, and as more, in, in us, we will find the solution. The solutions are not difficult in themselves. How to act sustainably, how to create a sustainable economy, a politics that, that serves sort of the coherence of all of this all of society and of every society. In principle, we know it. We don't act like it because we are not aspiring to it. We are not acknowledging the motivation we are not really going into ourselves to find the motivation so that's basically the message i want to
0: about. that was absolutely beautifully put Irvin. I mean I resonate so deeply with not only the vision for taking the world forward but also for the your metaphysical understanding is i, I just think it's exquisite and I, I completely get what you're saying there and and that the, the simple uh, you know, thing that I come back to with the individual idea is when you start to get that you are the universe, what else could you be? Yes, yes. You, you, you know, as if you could exist separately from it. So you are the universe in relationship with itself. Each one of us is, and that the transformation that comes when you get that for the, 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 the whole thing is exploring itself and it's doing it through us.
1: But it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to know that there are people like you. That's the hope for the future the people would like, would like emerge and crop up and spread the message then i think this message could spread far and and wide and rapidly and then it's that could be the salvation you know but this kind of paradigm change mentality change
0: i i think you're absolutely right i think you know and i know you've been pioneering this for a long long time and i really do think it's it is it is about seeing this, this, the, the, that shift that you're talking about. One of the things which occurs to me, how, how do you, what's your, your take on this? Is that sometimes I feel like I hear a lot of we've messed up. Mm. And that we're morally bad, and it kind of reminds me of the guys who used to walk around when I was a boy with the end is nigh on this things, and this thing that God is going to punish us, and now it's nature's going to punish us, and and we've been greedy, and we're we've lost our way, and it's it kind of reminds me of the old religion that goes back apocalyptic, and and sometimes what I want to come in and say when I when I'm when I'm addressing these same issues is to say actually we've just done too well, that impulse that's in the you know, that's in rabbits to just spread <laughs> yes. and to succeed, or, or, or bacteria in a petri dish to go to eat everything until there's nothing but the bacteria and they die. Yes, yes. In us. And we wanted to create a better world, and we've done it. We wanted to take down child mortality, and we've done it. We wanted to get rid of extreme poverty, and we're doing it. We wanted to stop disease, and we're doing it. And the price has been that we've become so powerful, we don't. we're facing things which we didn't understand.
1: Because and you're, so you're
0: overdoing it, you're overdoing, overdoing it. Overdoing yeah, that we haven't got the, what I'm trying to say is that there's a sense in which if we could see, look, look at how much we've achieved, now we need to face this new hurdle, which includes understanding our own limits, yes, that yes. becomes a much easier palatable thing to say in some ways.
1: You know what comes to, came to my mind as you were talking, is how successful a group of cells is that is cut off from the rest of the body and it manages to grow yeah very successful yeah unfortunately yeah. it kills the body
0: yeah 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 exactly but
1: that was our problem we are so successful that we are killing uh, killing and uh, destroying the coherence of the rest
0: and and like like you were saying about you know with the with the covid what's impressed me i mean obviously it's not universal and there's been you know and i think it will probably set us back quite a bit in all of those good things but there's been a huge amount of cooperation hasn't there I mean, people really have cooperated to face this challenge. So it does, yes. I really get this idea. It's a very timely that your book's out now because it feels like this is, if, we can, if people can get, oh, look, when we face a challenge and we put our, the, the vaccine, for instance, you know, if, if, if we, we want a vaccine, bingo, we've got one. It's like, wow, if we can do that with this, yes. then why not with a sustainable energy supply or dealing with plastics in the ocean or whatever the issues are?
1: You know, I was twelve years old when the, World war ii came to an end yeah so i have a little bit of an impression which i which is very precious to me of coming back to life after the, at the end of the world war ii oh
0: my goodness i
1: was living in hungary coming from a jewish family we were almost almost deported and but we knew how how dif- the, how what it was when when life is being suppressed and uh, how people can pull together and what a fantastic feeling is that when we are all together, now we are coming back to life. We can do it together, you know. And this act of heroism about which we, we knew about the end of, at the, at the, during World War II, to the latter phases. Do you recall a film, we you don't recall it personally, but you may have known about the film called, Mrs. Miniver.
0: I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. made in
1: England, yes about how an ordinary housewife like Mrs. Miniver got into a boat and went over across the channel and, and, and saved the British In kind of forces you know, who were forced into the, into the channel by the German uh, armies. And, and this, this heroism that, that ordinary people yeah. came up with. So yes, this is a side effect. This is a, 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 a benefit of a crisis that it t- shows the way together the whole challenge now of administering a vaccine so that seven point seven billion people can have access to it, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you live anymore, It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, you know, it doesn't matter whether, whether you're learning or, or, or not. You know, I mean it's all we living people, part of a whole community. And only it's only together can we do it, but together, yes, we can do it. So this is a marvelous lesson. It's a fantastic time to be alive. You can just overcome the immediate danger of the infection, and so that we have a, a freedom to, a more freedom to breathe and to act and to rethink instead of blindly going back to where we were, but rethink where we are and where we could be going. And this is the rethink I'm trying to present in this book, you know. Where could we be going? Yes, we could be. We could be creating a coherent, well-being world.
0: That that's a beautiful phrase. A coherent, well-being world is a beautiful description of it, and I love the way that you use the word coherent, and coherence, because it really captures that ability we have. When you know the the great, it's felt to me like the great, the two being two great secrets of humanity's success as a species. One has been immense cooperation within the group, and immense. Uh, uh, conflict outside the group so we're kind of very within the group it's like yeah we look after each other outside and then that's but the size of the group has continually got bigger yes and so that now we're looking at well united europe for instance you know when we were when you were talking about just then at age 12 the whole place went up in flames my dad was fighting in the war and d-day and all of that and that's what his experience my experience is i know i'm an english man who's never been to war which is probably how many generations can that be true of any before me and it's like wow that's incredible that we've human beings who've been fighting forever stopped so if we can do that we can do this we can we can understand our relationship to nature differently we can and my sense is that most people want that if we could just get this kind of
1: wake up that you are that you are articulating if that could spread that would be a real evolution of humankind through the evolution of our consciousness, a perfectly natural cosmic process that finally we can be aligned with instead of moving independently and moving upstream, moving against the stream.
0: Yeah, and and the great thing about that always seems, again, it feels like to get across, there's, there's there's sometimes a tendency, especially around the environmental stuff, to feel like we've messed up and we now need to make recompense and we need to give up things and all of that may be true, but actually I think underneath it, there's this, do you, do you want your life to have real meaning? Because it's hard to find real meaning when you're an an atom just serving yourself. But if you become engaged in being a part of something beautiful that wants to get born, there's more meaning than you can possibly imagine. And, And that's what we're really hungry for.
1: Well, that our life and our existence is not a chance phenomenon, not something that uh, an outcome of random interactions, which was, you know, mainstream science until a very few years ago, and it's being, still being taught like that, the universities, that the uh, series of random interactions created the world that, that, we, uh, that we can now measure and observe. And it turns out that random interactions would take far longer to create anything like the complex world that we now have than the age of the universe, far longer. You can't even unscramble the faces of a ruby cube in the age of the universe. This has been counted out, you know, by by Fred Hoyle. If you take one second for every move uh, for unscrambling a randomly scrambled cube, uh, by the time you get to a perfectly unscrambled cube, you have more seconds than there were in 13.8 billion years since the beginning of the Big Bang.
0: You know? So and that's just a Rubik's cube. <laughs> I got. I know we're here really to discuss your new book, but the, the I can't help but want to ask you a metaphysical question because of what you have opened up. So when you say that, I've, I've, I remember reading a, one, one of your books when you talk about the akishic field, the information yes. field, that yes. that is, and which I've thoroughly resonate with and have borrowed from your ideas for sure, um, is that you saw it of all the information in the universe, which is very much where I would see it, but also you said of previous, of other universes, previous universes, I think.
1: Yes. And yes. I, I
0: feel that I very much
1: like so, that. Since so, the universe is not infinite in time and space, yeah. this is now a major doc, doc doctrine. Yeah, universe was born in the, in the framework of a larger background, yeah. which you don't know what it was before. I, I like to call it the cosmos in, in the Greek term of the all, yeah. but the universe itself came to be at a space-time point. It expands and it, and it grows and it complexifies, uh, so it's, would you say, it's time but it's not infinite, not
0: infinite, so, so, so would you say then Irvin that, would you say with, well, one of the people that's articulating at the, the moment who interests me is, um, the physicist whose name is on the tip of my tongue, I can't think of it right now, um, it'll come, um, I'll it, it, no, it's a, it's a, it, it's um. American physicist, anyway, he's been talking about previous universes because he's looking at an evolutionary yeah, model where um, where it's developing uh, what Peirce called the habits of nature, and that the, therefore the reason that this universe can't have been long enough to develop it is because it's not the first universe. It's, it's copying, just like Tim is copying other bodies that have existed before, the universe is copying other universes, and that's what explains um, th- that sense you have of, look, there's things forming this which are not just random.
1: And the laws that formed this universe must have been present at the moment of the Big Bang. The universe yeah. of this universe must have been present because they started acting right away, starting, uh, the quanta started attracting one another and reposing one another and creating atoms. And this process has started from the very beginning.
0: So, so do you think that could be... Um, uh that that because the the universe is being born from a previous universe, and therefore it's not the beginning it's actually a bit it's what a bit like is looking
1: the laws that that reigned at the at the at the birth of this universe were already given. Now, why were they given? How did they given? The most likely answer is yes, because a previous universe yeah. already established this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, that's why I was interested to just follow your thread there because that's the way it looks to me, that um, the- It's the, most, the- most likely. The- and It's a the- very the- intriguing question. It is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I really wish I could remember this guy's name. He's, so, he's a very famous physicist. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come. So, So the book is out. Yes. Um, and available in all normal places. And I'm gonna send this video out and tell people about it for sure. And to anyone that, that's interested in my work because I resonate so strongly with what you're trying to do. Um, I mean,
1: I think this is the big, big hope. This is a big hope that conversations like we are having now in one form or another are going to going spread spread in the world. Because the questioning is very important the, the, the perspective of seeing beyond the immediate uh, danger, the immediate crisis, seeing the, the, the opportunity, seeing the possibility, you know, and not in an, a purely esoteric metaphysical sense, but also in the sense of very down-to-earth, good physics. Yes, this universe has its own laws. We are part of it, and these laws are not mechanistic uh, laws, which you just maintain a mechanism. These are laws of evolution, complexification, and increasing coherence. And we feel this, and we go into ourselves, we feel it. We feel it as oneness, as we belonging. Young people feel it as love, Mm. unconditional love. Mm. And that is this kind of sense, this feeling of oneness and love, surfacing in the world will give us the direction so that we can create a viable world yes. and not just suffer with the
0: old so, one. So Irvin, you know, it's something incredibly powerful about listening to you at your age, having lived such a life, say what really matters. It's something that resonates back through the ages, doesn't it? And as I've got older, I felt that more and more, but hearing your voice and, my sense you know i'm a bit younger than you but is that in my lifetime there has been such an evolution anyway towards this goodness that we've we've come so far without even really noticing and that quite rightly we tend to look at the problems without looking at how much we've changed and that should give us this optimism that we can actually step forward and go and you know these other challenges well you know your generation and the generation before you, you know, we had the war we had, we've had, we've had living with nuclear weapons. We've had transformation, in the role of women transformation around sexuality, homosexuality, you know, huge things, race. And like, okay, we, we've really made a long, we've really done well poverty war with so many things compared to the past, which is pretty, you know, history is a bleak place to go. Isn't It, 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 it can we, can we harness that optimism to not feel like, oh, well, we've messed up now and there's nothing we can do about it, but actually we can, we can move forward. Well, I too. think
1: this is and the, all the great spiritual systems and religions, all the great science, actually, is always based on the fact that there is more than pure chance at the boom of things, at the, at the, at the kernel, at the, at the nucleus of things there is an impetus towards something, toward what traditions called uh, harmony or oneness, what we can call coherence, what we can call unity, unity in diversity, the complexity that comes, not as chaos, but as organized. All that is, is in us and it's steering us if we allow it we have ignored it, neglected it. We have adopted a worldview of mechanistic, uh, uh, purely self serving science. And this is being replaced now. And its replacement, its substitution toward an evolution, with an evolutionary perspective, is being, is being hastened and facilitated by the crisis created by the, by the virus. So in that sense, uh, we are glad that that a crisis like that has come. Let's make it without human sacrifice, without health sacrifice, but we learn from it and and understand, again, who we truly are. We are truly part of an evolving biosphere, a whole wondrous world, which is a miraculous world. You know, i just close by by saying Einstein said, once there are only two ways to live your life, as if everything is a miracle or as if nothing is. And he lived like as everything is, and I believe everything is a miracle. Not that just to stand back, stand back and say, okay, so now I can't do anything. Everything is a miracle for us to understand, to compre- comprehend. This is not a senseless miracle. It's a highly meaningful <laughs> miracle, as it were. It's, it's a miracle that takes us into unity, into higher levels of well-being and higher levels of existence. Every great religion told told us this. And now I think this quantum sciences are beginning to tell us that the same thing. So let's use this chance to recognize this higher existence that we have and to create a world that we really can create because it's in us to create. It's in us, this motivation, this drive, this force. As young people say in the Star Wars, let the force be with you. There is a force of evolution and it's in us. We just have to
0: allow it to come forward. Beautifully put. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for the work you're doing and, and the, the the vision you have. And I just want to say, personally, on a very personal level, Irvin, that you know this evolutionary, what I would call a trans scientific spirituality, spirituality which can bring yes. that insight back in and, and include science within it. Um, you've been such a pioneer of that, and personally, I have no doubt that that is the future. Um, and, and I just want to say thank you for doing thanks,
1: that. Thanks for participating. And it's it's really, it's our big hope. It's our big chance. It's very exciting to be alive today. But if you can get together and work together, we spread this sense, this recognition, I think that's when we create our own future. Finally, we can create it, really. Beautiful. So very good. That's what you're doing. Thanks a lot. If you recorded that, if you can have a, a transcript of this, I think my my people would love to put this on on the site.
0: Great, we'll do that for sure. Thank you so much, Irvin, and um, have a great um, holiday period, however you're spending it. Um, you keep too, safe. And you
1: too. It's lovely to be in Glastonbury. I spent some lovely time in Glastonbury many times. I've been visiting it, and Wonderful. it's always a great experience.
0: Good. Well, stay well and thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Be in touch. Okay, bye-bye. Lee Smolin. Why couldn't I think of that name? That's the physicist I couldn't think of, Lee Smolin. I have his books just behind me. He has this idea that everything is happening because of the power of presidents, that the laws, like Peirce, uh, the philosopher said, are the habits of nature which accrue over time and like laws of precedence accrue over time. So the laws that started this universe arose bit by bit in previous universes. Lee Smolin, there you go.